This episode of the Wedding Film School Show is brought to you by Musicbed, the best music licensing platform for wedding filmmakers. Head over to themusicbed.com and enter our code WFS on checkout to get a free month on your annual wedding subscription. Now, on to the show. Um, you know, I think people's spending habits really do correlate with world events, what's going on in our country, like what the news is telling them. Like I, I've seen it, like I've really felt it a lot more lately. And so I think that's the number I look at that scares me. Yeah. Because I'm like, this is supposed to be the craziest year, the most, we're experiencing it, people are spending a lot of money, it's good times right now. If you're thinking like, yeah, we're gonna be a $1.5 billion industry next year as wedding filming, clearly we're not. While other, other people might be like, I'm increasing my prices every single year. I'm, a, I'm gonna increase my price even more. That you might be like, I'm gonna hold off a little bit. I'm gonna get right in my bag. Uh, why you gonna try to get mad? Uh, everybody wanna keep up. Uh, but you know I'm moving too fast. Uh, I'm gonna zip zip right past. Uh, drip drip all on my swag. Uh, Hey everybody, welcome to the Wedding Film School Show. My name is Jared and we have a really awesome topic today that we, uh, Jay and I in show prep, we had a lot of back and forth on, a lot of disagreement. This is going to be a really controversial. It's a spicy uh, meatball. It's a spicy meatball, as we like to say. Um, but before we dive in, um, we wanted to just make a couple quick uh, announcements. Uh, first of all, uh, Wedding Film School is back. Uh, we've done three Wedding episodes. Film School Live. Wed Wedding Film School Live. I put Wedding Film School in my notes. I, obviously, we're back. I, I heard we're you actually this. mentioning that, and I almost corrected you, and I didn't. Wedding it's Film my School Live is back. And uh, if you don't know, if you're not tuned in, Wedding Film School is our live show, obviously, that we do every single Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we do uh, critiques and uh, try to entertain as yes. much. I think it's entertaining. Watch a few films. Yeah. Talk a little shop. Yep. Hang and out with you while you edit. Hang out with people middle of the day while we edit. If you want to have us on the background, great. If you want to uh, be a part and actually have your wedding film critiqued, uh, you're going to want to do a couple things. You're first of all going to want to go to Wedding Film School on YouTube and uh, subscribe, first of all, and then hit the join uh, button at the top of the page. This is going to allow your wedding film to essentially get the first dibs boosted being, to the top we try to give yep. our members a little preferential treatment yep preferential treatment which um happens to be probably most of the films that we're critiquing at this point yeah, nowadays yeah uh, if you really want your film critiqued i recommend at least signing up yep yep so sign up there that's something that you can do uh it's five dollars a month to be able to do that and be a member so check that out uh, also, if you're looking for this podcast on YouTube, you'll notice that we actually moved it to its own channel. And this is for a couple really nerdy reasons. Mainly, we want as many people as possible to find Wedding Film School and the Wedding Film School show. Uh, both separate things. Wedding Film School is more like a YouTube type of YouTube channel. Shorter where... content and, of course, longer, like, full BTS videos. But yep. we didn't want people to feel like, I didn't subscribe to this channel. They wanted to do a podcast. Yep. And so we moved it over. Yep, yep. And it's also going to help with that uh, YouTube algorithm algorithm as well. Um, so there's a couple of reasons there. But you want to subscribe. If you've been looking for us there, you want to uh, subscribe to the Wedding Film School show yes. uh, as well. So make sure you're doing that as well. And as usual, you can find the Wedding Film School show uh, anywhere you find podcasts as well uh, with that so Jay to lead off I have a question for you all right are weddings recession proof I think as an industry yes um, now are we as wedding filmmakers recession proof or is every part of weddings recession proof 
I think statistically that would be impossible. That no part of like nothing in the tree of people who get booked for a wedding would ever be affected by the economy going down. I, I didn't. I, I just, when people say that, I'm like, well, I. I've always taken weddings are recession proof to mean there will always be money in weddings. People will always get married and they'll always spend some money, probably a lot of money. And I think that is true. I think what they spend their money on, though, can change based on the conditions um, of an economy. And yeah, so I, I think yes and no. I, I think it's a, I think that's a fine answer. You did really good. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's interesting because you go to like – wedding uh expos or you, you talk to people that are in the wedding industry who do a lot of you know um seo type work do a lot of studies a lot of analytics and and the outcome is always yeah weddings are fairly recession proof like people will always get married whether there's a recession whether there's a coronavirus a worldwide pandemic plenty of people still get married i think it's just a matter of like how much of a dip will there be yeah um you know like anything um and in a lot of cases, even a 10% dip can mean people lose jobs, right? Like 10% unemployment in general uh, as a U.S. population is like horrific. I think uh, during um, the, the um, Black Monday back when uh, in the 1930s, um, that caused like 10% unemployment or maybe it was even more than that. I think it was like 15% unemployment and it was catastrophic, like the actual Great Depression. Um, you know, that's catastrophic. Uh, just those little amount of, of numbers, like a 5% dip can really harm an industry and harm people and, and really affect people's day-to-day -day lives, uh, which matters. Yeah. Well, if you think about wedding filmmaking, because that's what our podcast is about. Of course, we have yeah. somewhat of a photography audience, but like photography as a business, and, and this is where things get very challenging. We're not here to talk about... Um, we're not financial like gurus by any stretch in terms of macroeconomics or any of these things, but in terms of our little individual niche in the industry, like you look at like photography, for instance, photography is a very steady part of the industry. The amount of people that are booking it, um, the amount of people relative to the weddings and how much like it's very much a known quantity and wedding filmmaking is still very much like, we're probably over the 55%, 60% in terms of total weddings, booking a wedding filmmaker, and that is growing. So on one hand, there we're recessing, and on another hand, we're growing. And you saw that in, and we'll get into some numbers, but you saw in the 2019 to 2020 when that massive pandemic dip happened, wedding filmmaking actually experienced less of a drop in total revenue than the whole industry. The whole industry dropped by like 50% mm. and wedding filmmaking dropped by 30%. Right. Which means that like, we're still like a growth sector yeah. in in the wedding filmmaking industry. Yep. So it is a little tricky to it determine is. how all this stuff works in wedding filmmaking because it's kind of new. It's not like a settled thing. And, and with the pandemic specifically, like I wonder how much of that had to do with the fact that even though somebody couldn't like the like a caterer they couldn't feed 200 300 people at a wedding even 100 people even 50 people at times 
we could still film weddings. Mm -hmm. We still got calls about we could expand our industry to do more live streaming. We did a ton of live streaming. Now we have one live stream this year. Praise we the did Lord. Take, we did take the website down because, oh, my God, live streaming. Uh, am I right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, but there, there were some other things that we could do. I think I would rather not make money than have to make money doing that. Uh, well, I would totally let you live stream again uh if if the opportunity uh was needed <laughs> yeah, i would let you do it uh, thanks, again thanks so, yeah <laughs> thank you um but um so let's dive into some numbers and, and some articles that um have been written on the topic because i think it's interesting and, and we want to talk a little bit about you know where we're coming from the last kind of four years and the reason why we're saying four years specifically is that goes back to 2019 when things were just kind of like normal uh, I read a book recently that was talking about like 2019 is the best year you're ever going to live. And as an American, I was like, Oh, great. <laughs> Even um, though the whole time they told me it was, I was actually in the worst time to be an American. Right. Right. We won't dive into that. But, uh, 2019 financially was probably one of the best times where globalization was working, all these things. But 2019 was a fairly normal year. I think we can all say, yes. um, even though politically, whatever, that was shit show. I don't know. Um, what, did something happen? Uh, it's, things were happening, mainly election <laughs> crap, but I don't want to get into it. Um, but 2019, uh, fairly normal year. 2020, obviously the pandemic. 2021, recovery. 2022, boom year? Boom, yes. Um, yeah. We so, are like so, in a yeah. boom right now. Right, right. So dive in. You you found an interesting article. Maybe you can kind of uh, dive in and, and talk about what your some some of your observations were there. Yeah. So I, I was I was trying to find some people who had been looking at this. Um, and you know, there's a really really great website. And actually, I reached out to her. I was like, you should come on our show. But Sarah does SEO.com. Go check her out. Um, wedding industry kind of SEO specialist. Never paid for her services, um, but. I like her website and I like this article. So she wrote an article on there, um, uh, State of the Wedding Industry Survey 2022-2023. And she's kind of asks a couple hundred different wedding people in different, uh, 435 people in different areas of the industry. Basically like, how's it going? Are you experiencing the wedding boom? Um, and by and large, like planners, I think were 58% of them were experiencing busier than normal. Um, and it kind of most people, I think, were experiencing average to more than average. I did think one interesting thing, and the reason why I brought this article to you is the photography side. She didn't even get enough inquiries because wedding, she didn't, probably didn't ask enough filmmakers, so she didn't include those that data. But I think we can – we're closely following photographers in terms of when they get booked, and they're only like – 40% of them are experiencing a boom. Like most of them in the image making side are either average to below average right now, which is very interesting to me. You know, I, I, I that's not what we're experiencing. We are experiencing the boom. I wonder if it's regional. There's a lot of questions that are begged by this information. But the reason I bring it up is um, A, because I do think, and not everyone experiences this is a big thing, actually. 68% of the demand was pushed in terms of the people who are getting a massive boost right now are venues. Mm. Venues. Big, da big daddy venues. Yes. Venues yeah. are the, they're the, they're the king of the wedding industry, mm -hmm. followed by planners, yep. maybe catering. But 
you know, somewhere between catering, the things that provide services for your guests. Yeah. But, but the thing I like about venues and, and the reason why I think you and I use this as like the baseline for the wedding industry is a, a solid planner that you know that's charging good money is probably doing 10, 10 weddings. Yeah. Venues are doing three weddings a weekend. So they just have a lot more numbers to back mm-hmm. up like where the, is and the And they're very going. expensive. So yeah. so they really take a massive chunk out of a couple's budget. Right. And whatever they're left over with is what they're booking us with. And so I think what's interesting about this boom why I, and why we precede it before the recession talk and the bust talk is – these people have probably already taken these people's money for 2023. Mm-hmm. And they're taking it at probably an increased demand price based on the 2020 situation. And, you know, maybe with a little inflation thrown in there to boot. And so if people's finances are going down, but they've already paid a huge amount of money to a venue. I think that's why we need to look at this first because whatever's happening now with venues is what we is like that's down there that's upstream to us as wedding filmmakers. And this is what you need to understand. If you're listening to this podcast, pretty much the first people to get money extracted from a couple are venues and you're going to have to live with whatever's left over. And if all their prices got boosted by demand supply and demand plus inflation and then in the middle of all those bookings, the economy goes whoop, and then FUD gets kind of starts working its way in, which is fear, um, uncertainty, and doubt. And it's a crypto term, but I think it counts here. Um, then people are going to start going, "Oh shoot, the stuff that's downline in my what in my wedding, maybe I'm not going to book that." Right. And I, I. Right. I think it's a good point. So essentially, what you're saying is like. Say the average wedding is a thirty grand in the U.S. roughly somewhere. I think around it's twenty eight. Twenty eight, somewhere around there. You're saying if the venue was ten last year, now they're thirteen due mm-hmm. to inflation, due to demand. Um, that three grand right there, maybe that's the videographer fee budget. They're mm-hmm. not going to go up on the amount that they have to be able to spend on the wedding if they're capping it at thirty grand. Then, well, especially if the if the if if they thought, oh, right. and t- it'll be fine in two years. I'm going to get a raise. Right. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. Yep. The, like all the things that yep. people think about. And, that and I think the way that it actually probably plays out is they go, maybe we still get a videographer, but we're just going to hold off and see how things play out a little. That bit could longer. happen. I, I I think I've seen it. I've seen mm-hmm. people like even last year, even in like 2021, people wanted to see what was going to how the coronavirus was going to pan out before they started really booking us even for this year like it was like okay are people going to start booking for that okay oh well yeah everyone's starting to book now but it was maybe a little bit delayed um you know i think people's spending habits really do correlate with world events what's going on in our country like what the news is telling them like i've seen it like i've really felt it a lot more lately Uh, which is one of the reasons why i was like this would be a good topic to talk well and regionally too by the way it's like Canada, by the way, is actually down. Um, the Northeast and the coast, the, both coasts, the Northeast and the West are way up. The Northeast is like, I think it's like 58% are reporting, hey, we're having a crazy busy year. The West, I think it's 60% mm-hmm. versus like other parts of the country, which are a lot lower. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I think even within your own, this whole conversation, it is regionalized. 
as it well. Is. Yeah. According so, to this article, it is. I, and I encourage everyone, like, go check out Sarah does that SEO.com. Um, we'll, we'll post we'll the link. link. Yeah, down below. Uh, really interesting stuff. If you like analytics, if you like data, if you just like talking through, like, this kind of stuff, I always think it's interesting. We obviously run a business where it's like, you know, this stuff really matters. I think a lot of people might just be like, ah, I want to get my 10 weddings, my 15 weddings, and they call it a day. And by uh, the way, she wrote this in 2021. Yeah. So this is like people saying like what the lead up is mm-hmm. into yeah. their own market. So so it's not – some ways it didn't age well because I think different coronavirus restrictions were unleashed right. and then people – who knows? Well, and in the news now in July of 2022, I mean, talks of recession are all over the place. And according to some indications and some people, you know, we might already be in a recession right now, uh, which is another reason why I, I kind of brought it up as like a topic of like this. This is interesting. You know what? How can people prepare? Like, what should we expect as wedding filmmakers? Maybe going into some sort of recession um, if we are going into mm-hmm. a recession at all. So, I mean, how can you prevent the worst case scenario for yeah. your business, which is yeah. just having to close, yeah. you know? And so, so I think it, it's helpful. Um, let's kind of assume for the, for this rest of this podcast that we are in a recession and that it will continue for a period of time. You know, most recessions I feel like don't continue for more than six quarters. Um, so hopefully we're not experiencing that. But um, let's just assume that it gets corrected at some point, but that there's still a price to pay. One of the things we look at a lot, and, in, and I encourage you, if you have not signed up and um, given them some money, I think you should because I think it's well, it's kind of like, I think everyone should have a subscription to this if you're yeah. in the industry. It's called The Wedding Report, uh, Wedding.Report. And they do a very, very fully featured um kind of survey of the wedding industry a lot very very a lot of data points i'm not saying it's all 100 percent correct but it's the best i found yep and so they kind of break down the industry and as a whole so why don't we kind of give you guys a little we all remember the last couple years but let's just kind of contextualize it so in wedding filmmaking um in 2019 we were 866 million dollar industry which is actually quite a bit lower than our previous peak in 2015. 2016, they're like the same, which is like 1.2 billion. After 2017, for some reason, we just dipped into 885 million. So we, you know, we've already experienced a little mini recession as wedding filmmakers for some reason. I don't know why. Um, anyway, we dipped to 517 million during the recession which is much less of a recession, I'm sorry, during the pandemic, which is much less of a dip than the rest of the industry, which I think dipped 50%. Like it was like a more. Yeah. $50 billion in 2019 and it dropped to $25 billion yep. in, in 2020. So 2020 was rough for everyone, less so for us, but it was rough. Obviously 2021, big rebound year. We're at 1.2, we're back over a billion as an industry. 1.2 billion in 2021 and then this year they're projecting something like 1.59 billion dollars in wedding filmmaking that's crazy that's 300 million dollars more than the previous peak yeah yeah and this pretty much i mean if if you some of our more loyal listeners will remember when jay and i were talking i think it was in 2020 
Yes. We were saying, I was saying 2021 is going to be the biggest year of a, the, our entire lifetimes like that we've ever experienced. It's going to be the biggest year. And you said that you thought 2022 was going to even be bigger. And we were both right. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we have a lot of street cred uh, now. Uh, this is how we, if, if you're wondering, like, what are these guys talking about? Yeah. Um, this is actually how we run our business. So we, we go through this stuff and we plan this stuff out. So we're kind of letting you in on the inside and we're trying to help you, but we're helping ourselves too. Yeah. Well, so. th- th- this is what makes our talking points. If we're going through the numbers, we're like, this is really interesting. I think other people might be interested in this too. Yes. Maybe. Yeah. Or like, know. maybe this is stupid. There's a bunch of dorks out there who like dumb numbers. The yeah. interesting thing about um, from 2021 and this year is that the average sale actually didn't really change, mm-hmm. although it did bump up from quite a bit from yeah. 2020 there's just a lot more 2019 yep. but it went up from like 2019 2020 like 700 dollars. what what years was that 2019 2020 you're like a thousand eleven hundred yeah. and then in 2021 it's 1700 and then 2022 it's 17 like mm-hmm. so our market in terms of wedding filmmaking is really weird yeah because we're growing a lot but we're also shrinking right and, and we talked a little bit about in show prep, um, just like, wh- why do you think that was? Why do you think in 2020, the overall number for a wedding filmmaker, uh, your average cost went from, was it uh, $1,000 to $1,500, $500 more? Why, why do you think that happens? I think there's a macro recession, but then there's segment growth. Mm-hmm. So there's like new technologies, emerging segments. Mm-hmm. We're in an emerging segment mm-hmm. of the wedding industry. So, like, you know what a big one that really is growing this year is, um, for instance, like a custom stationery. Mm-hmm. I think they're at 70% increased demand. Mm-hmm. I remember reading somewhere. That's that wasn't always a thing at weddings. Mm-hmm. People having custom, and I believe, uh, was it Ruffle? What was that website? I don't know. There was a website that made wedding invitations. They closed. Okay. And then a lot of other people are like, they got bought by, I think, like. Oh, right. I think they got bought by like PS print or Vista print Sure. in like people like, I don't want that. They want a custom thing. So like that side of the industry is growing. So like within our industry, there's the wedding industry and then there's the niches and the segments. Our segment is a newer segment. So it's still expanding. So in some ways we're, there's always going to be more people booking wedding filmmaking. I believe that. I think it also has to do with like, and we talked about it a lot, like, who are the people that that benefit? Who are the people that get hurt by these kind of recessions? Like, I think there is a, kind of a threshold of like normal people and then rich people, right? Mm-hmm. Like normal people during a recession are probably going to be a little bit more frugal because they have a freaking mortgage to pay. Yeah, and and maybe they're buying a house, they have to buy a car. A three thousand dollar wedding film is like a, lu- a, luxury. a lot of money for them. It, it, we say it all the time. What we do is a total luxury. It's a, an heirloom that we can pass down, but it's a luxury for people. They don't need it to survive, like clearly. They don't need um, it to have a wedding either. Yeah, right. Um, but people who have money, like they're going to spend no matter what. So I think there's a little bit of that too. The people that are like, hey, we had a little bit of a recession in 2020, middle of the pandemic. We're just not going to spend because we don't. There's all this uncertainty. We're well, rich it's people, like we had a like, pandemic and a recession. They're related, but they're unrelated. Like the pandemic, we can go to a wedding with 10 people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, a bartender right. or a band, they probably were just wiped yeah. out. Well, and and kind of when I talk about like normal and rich people, what I'm saying is people that are, um, you know, the people, but then also who are the, the, the vendors that service those people? 
So like a person who's charges $3,000 for a wedding film is probably being more hurt than a person that charges $10,000 for a wedding film. Oh yes. Because like the $10,000. So I think that's why that number went from like $1,000 to 1500. Like your average is just going up in general. Um, because I think awareness from the pandemic the too, people. like more people value wedding filmmaking now probably than ever. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think we're also, we're experiencing kind of a renaissance in our industry as yep. well. So, I mean, there's, there's a, there's a good side to this bad story. Sure. Sure. You know, and that, we're just trying to t like, we say it all the time. Numbers tell stories, and that's why I think numbers are really interesting because it's really showing us where we're going. We can make our own projections based on like what we've experienced personally and then also what other people are writing, what other people are experiencing. Um, but that's the reason why we like these numbers. We aren't just like, we're going to create an archive and like have these numbers. So this is what I wanted to point out about the current numbers. Yeah. In 2017, we had the highest number of weddings i think that we've ever had in america or no no sorry 2015 it was 1.132 million weddings um right now 2022 we're not close to that we're 913 913,000 total number of weddings mm -hmm. that's interesting because i mean i feel like everywhere you've heard and everywhere one you've talked to who are our wedding people are like there's going to be more weddings in 2022. Yes, it could be true. I, this is just off the wedding. Yeah. yeah. Since this is just off the wedding report. Sure. But I, I think nobody would disagree, though, that people are getting married later and mm -hmm. maybe um, not at all. Mm -hmm. It's not like marriage is this hot, awesome thing that people really love culturally in America. Right. And if you're international, I can't speak towards what you do because I don't live in your country. So. Right. Um, but I know in, in America, like... This year, 913, with the most crazy artificial demand hike ever. Mm -hmm. Like these are some of these are not legitimate. They're, they're legitimate weddings, but they're like they weren't supposed to happen in 2022. Yeah. But people are like panicking, grabbing all the venues, doing all this junk, and and and, and so I think that's the number I look at that scares me. Yeah. Because I'm like, this is supposed to be the craziest year, the most we're experiencing it. People are spending a lot of money. It's good times right now. I don't know if like it's it's definitely if you're thinking like yeah we're gonna be a 1.5 billion dollar industry next year as wedding filmmaking 1.59 or closer to 1.6. Clearly we're not. Clearly like even if you don't believe that we're going to a reception recession you have to believe that this we go is, to a lot of receptions. We go to a lot too. of receptions, but you have to believe though that these numbers currently right now are artificially that this is a bubble. It's like I agree. It, the scary part is, what if it's a bubble and a recession? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's, I mean, you're talking about my worst nightmares, and, and you think I'm, like, uh, Jared overreacting. Jared is a and little paranoid. think the sky is falling every single year, uh, which, yeah, it's He's true. a little paranoid. I would rather be that way than be over-optimistic. Yeah, yeah. And, and fail, but because uh, then, you know, you just work harder to prevent the sky from falling, but... Um, I'm with you. I mean, yeah, I, I, mean, I don't, I don't think it's going to be perennially. We're not going to continue growing at this pace. No, it's, like, it's impossible to. Yeah. Even if we just like, they're projecting on wedding report that we're a $1.46 billion segment of the industry next year. 2023, um, mm -hmm, which I think is too high, but that, yeah, it's not, it's, 
probably accounting for the bubble, but it's not accounting for potential recession. Well, and and here's the thing. So there's also inflation. Right. And I don't think that our prices are increasing at the same rate as inflation. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe yours are individually with your own company. Right. But I think as an industry too, it's like people are getting, they might be spending the same amount of money, but they're getting a lot less. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, because everyone's having to raise their prices and charge. And at some point, like someone's going to get edged out in the wedding industry kind of tree. And I hope it's not us. So that's kind of this. And so I think what would be helpful is to look back at 2008. Mm -hmm. Because 2008 is the last time in America we had a major stock market crash. Was that a crash technically or big bailout, the banking bailout, all that junk. It was a bad year financially. And so... In 2008, we had $948 million in wedding filmmaking. And given it was a different era back then of wedding filmmaking, I think you're talking either it was people were still running around with mini DV cams mm-hmm. back in those days. So there's a lot that isn't the same. The next year, in 2009, there was, and this is what scares me, so the recession kind of hit it was 840 million weddings or 840,000 weddings in 2008 the next year there's 708 right that's where things like it doesn't matter if your prices go up so we're just talking about what happened in the last recession mm-hmm. 2008 to 2009 there was a drop off of 130,000 overall weddings for wedding filmmakers yeah the interesting part of that was again like we saw in 2020 at the, the the COVID outbreak, the average spending per wedding went up to from went up a hundred dollars, um, which again I think just kind of proves that the if you're offering your services to uh, higher end clientele, you are probably less likely to suffer than the people that are offering their services to just normal ass people mm-hmm. like your normal people that are construction work whoever your blue collar people that make a little bit of money on the side. Because they they have to pay their mortgage instead of paying for their wedding filmmaker, right? Yep. Like, yeah, there was I think like a twenty percent retraction for, and th- this is what scares me, the wedding filmmakers. And given it was a different era, mm-hmm. technology, the product was different. But there was a twenty percent retraction for wedding filmmakers from twenty eight two thousand eight to twenty nine, for the major the mass market is five percent. Hmm. Interesting. Total number of weddings. So the total number of weddings in 2008 was 2 million 100 or yeah whatever that is 100,000 right. and then 2009 it was 2 million 84. Mm-hmm. So in the and in, in the total total spend they lopped off like $2,000 24,000 to 22,000 in 2009. So it looks like a lot of those people made their decision of what to cut was a was wedding video. film. Yeah. Yep. Now yep. given different era but let's imagine that did happen. Yep. Um, now, the good news is that in 2010, in 2011, and the following years, it did kind of rebound back to a closer to a normal. Um, More, right? For wedding filmmaking. Oh, when the average price kept, I think, went up. The but average price, oh, yeah. It looks like average price from 2009 to 2010 went back down $100, but was still more than what was in But it was basically normal. Basically, basically normal. normal. But the and, number of weddings went up. Number of weddings. Um, so it made up for yes. the amount of weddings. And so I think like 
I think we have a very strong case for that this will affect us. Um, if it does, this is how it'll affect us. Um, we have a little bit of a different variable because the industry is different now. But I do think, let's imagine recession hits, inflation hits, all these negative things that are happening, bubble bursts, all concurrently, worst case scenario for wedding filmmakers, and we get like a 20% total retraction. You know, which, by the way, I, I this is why I would say I'm on the optimistic side, Jared, is like if we retract by $300 million, we're still going to be at last year's level. Yeah. So, and we're going to be higher than 2019. Mm-hmm. You would have to lose like a six hundred million dollar retraction to get back to your twenty nineteen numbers. I don't think that's likely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, overall, I, I think you're probably right. Um, I think one of the uh, I keep talking about the reasons why uh, we want to do this podcast. You know, I'm looking at June numbers uh, for us personally, pretty normal. May numbers uh, a little, maybe a little bit down. June numbers are pretty normal. Um, compared to last year. And what, so, by numbers, do you mean sales, inquiries, or contracts sent? Uh, usually our inquiries line up directly with sales, usually, typically. Mm-hmm. It's, it's on average, maybe there's like a 5 to 10% differential, um, but usually pretty consistent. Um, what I'm seeing for us this July, leads just dropped off. And this can be regional. I understand all the, uh, you know, the nuances of, of regions, of you know, uh, sales cycles, all that kind of stuff. For us in July, crickets. Well, July, we, in 2019, and we had 59 leads. And and we were like 63 or something in 2020, like in 2021. So like a normal month for us is like 55 to 70 leads. Right, right. That's a normal month. Are you looking at our numbers this year, right now? Yeah, we're, we have- How many leads in July this year? I think we have 11. 11 leads so literally 50 well we're only halfway through so let's assume we have 20 leads this year that's literally a third or less of what we did last year and i'll be stunned if we're not 40 yeah i think we'll have 40 by the end of the month yeah but it is interesting even that is yeah and and just so everyone knows out there like we're not just super narcissistic and thinking like oh people don't love us all of a sudden like uh, that's crazy. Like, uh, I, I think, I really don't think it's possible though <laughs> to have that much of a drop off. We didn't do anything. We didn't change our website. There's not any kind of like crazy things happening. Uh, to have that level of drop off for leads is insane. Like, and so to me, I think that's just, you know, um, a little bit of, of uh, FUD just right now. People are waiting to see uh, smart people, because we generally, I think we're hired by a lot of rich people who understand economics. Generally, um, I think people are waiting to see the quarter, uh, the uh, quarterly. Well, and there was that reports I think a massive yeah. um, artificial boost in yeah. leads. Like some of this, I think I look at and go, how much of like this little dip in July is caused by p- planners and venues causing like a rush on the banks, so mm-hmm. to speak, and yeah. like just depriving the market of customers yep. because they're telling them like, you better book now. All the good vendors are going to be gone. Yep. There's like, a little bit of rush there. I think it's also, you know, if, if you're hired by a lot of planners for us, which we are um, hired by quite a few planners, I know that they're having, that we just read a document or an, um, 
uh, a report from Sarah, um, Sarah does SEO that pretty much said planners are the people that are the busiest, more busy than ever, um, than any other part of the industry. Um, so maybe they're just really busy and they're like, I'm going to hire video down the line. Maybe there's some of that summertime people maybe aren't booking as much. Um, but oh, and the people who tell them to book are doing weddings are doing weddings. Yeah. So it's craziest year. People aren't doing referrals as much right now. They're mm-hmm. going to hold off a little bit longer. Um, a lot of planners, by the way, sometimes they'll be like, Hey, you're booked. I don't even want to start talking about your wedding until August, September, October. They're just kicking it. There's down the a weird, a like more. bottleneck by having such a boom in the industry yeah. that is unprecedented yeah. that I think is causing a lot of service problems. Yep across the board like people are not delivering their films everyone's not i i i bet you would have to be hard pressed to find people who are like i'm doing my best work right now <laughs> eh, like maybe. there's probably some people but a lot of people are like if, especially if you're doing well and you're successful yep. you're like oh my god i'm barely making it yep like and you're, you're doing a good job in the areas you have to but like things like oh i gotta remember to email jared to get him booked that's probably gonna be the thing where they're like I'll get, I'll deal with that in September. Mm-hmm. So that could be part of it too. Yep. We don't really know. I think what's important to say is there's going to be less weddings next year. We, I think we agree with that a hundred percent. It's not going to be a one point. It's not going to go from 1.5 to 1.7 billion. Like out of, that's just crazy if that yeah. happens. Yep. I, I, I think you're probably right. Um, what does our um, you know Facebook group at Wedding Film Schools have yeah, to say? Yeah, so we did a little survey on Wedding Film School, and um, I asked a question, basically, which best describes you? Um, 2022 leads are way up, and 2023 is following suit. 2020 leads are way up, but 2023 seems down. 2022 was normal, and 2023 seems up. 2022 was normal. 2023 seems down. So first of all, are you experiencing the boom? And then I asked, like, I don't track that stuff, or I'm done 2023. I'm already booking 2024 scrubs. But no one clicked on that either. So everyone is either in the camp of their leads are up and they're experiencing the boom, which is most people. Out of this, we had uh, 80 people, which is a pretty good sample size of wedding filmmakers. 80 people said... um, or 86% of the 80 people said that they are experiencing a boom this year. Yep. Leads are up. But out of those people, um, 70% of the total group said that they seemed to be down for 2023. Yeah. So that's very much a, a lead, but we're more than halfway through the year. I think we have enough t- people who know what they're talking about to say, yeah, something's up. Yep. How many people filled out this, uh, this? 80 people. 80 people. So, yeah. And and, and I, I can understand the 2022 where leads are up and 2023 is on the same trend. Yeah, that's like Ray Roman. Well, maybe. People, well, it was Ray I, Roman. I actually think. <laughs> it's I, like Ray right. Roman, Max Smith, um, Ryan Brown. So the people that are probably experiencing this, I think, are probably two people. Uh, people that limit the amount of weddings they're doing, but then also people that are starting their business. And, and they are going upwards. The bulk of people, 74%, right, are 2022 are up, 2023 I think if your down. business is like, if you're Ray Roman, right, or you're Ryan from Forge in the North, yep. you're industry leading for the whole country. Yeah, but you right? cap the amount of weddings that you do. 
Well, but also you have you've always capped it, and so you just go. I'm adding an associate team. You can add 10, 20 weddings like that. So it's like, so these guys they have access to much higher paying clients. These people aren't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Ryan Brown is in New York City. Ray Roman is Ray Roman. Max Smith, up and coming filmmaker. Yep. He's ascending. Jordan, up and coming filmmaker, ascending. Like these are people whose in, whose businesses aren't even mature yet. Right. Right. So they're and, growing. Or Even Ray Roman, like he just started doing teams, yeah. like probably within the last couple of years. So it's like, yeah, his part of his business is growing. But people that are averaging like twenty to thirty weddings a year, they cap it at 20, 30, 20 to thirty weddings. Yeah, a I mean, year. I'm looking at these people th- that are in the twenty twenty three seems down, and we're talking. And sorry to out you guys, but we got Eugene, we got David Lee, just the the normal grinders who have been well, doing it just, for a while. Yone da Silva. Yeah. Like that, he's not, he's amazing. Yep. <laughs> he's one of the best people in the world. Yep. So it's, I, I think, and I do think Europe is experiencing a lot more challenges yeah. than, oh, I mean, yeah. than us financially. So I think definitely they have your, a lot of energy crises. And, your region yeah. pays into it. But like, I think it's pretty well established that there's something going on yep. that, no matter what, this year is not sustainable, and that next year is going to be down. And so the question is, what do we do? Right, right. Like, what do we do, even if it's just a little, not a recession, but just a little retraction from the boom? Mm-hmm. Are you ready for that? I think that's one question. It's like, don't expect this year to be exactly like, or next year to be exactly like this year. You'd be a foolish to do that. Mm-hmm. I think the, the second one is, what if it's really bad? What if it's like it goes from 1.5 billion to like 900 million? Mm-hmm. And they, there's basically like off the board, like $600 million just sucked away from wedding filmmakers. Mm-hmm. And it becomes a rock fight again. Yeah. What if you have to start working at Whole Foods? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, and so I think we, sh- we want to end kind of talking about what should you do to prepare for a recession? Yeah. Yeah. I, and, just if we could be vulnerable, I mean, it's the thing that keeps me up at night because it's literally the thing that really you have so little control over, mm-hmm. right? Like people have a lot, little control over, um, uh, you know, inflation. Uh, like we don't have any control over Yeah, that like whatsoever. if you raise your prices 10% and the inflation goes up 8%, yeah. you didn't raise your prices. Right, right. And And it's just a bummer, you know, because as your business is growing, it's like you can do a lot. Um, but you're literally fighting natural forces here in a lot of ways. And, and so it sucks. It really sucks. Um, that being said, it's the time where it's like, put up or shut up, man. Well, and I'll tell a little mini story about us and then we can talk about the things in 2020. I was like, listen, here's what's going to happen. This is going to all retract. We're going to, we're going to prep ourselves for our normal weddings plus our, our reschedules. And we are I'm going to be the only available wedding filmmaker in the area. I want people to call other people and be like, oh, I can't help. And then they're going to eventually find their way to me. And they're going to be like, oh, they're available. Yeah. We did that. And in 2019, we experienced, I think, 15% growth plus all our reschedules. And in 2022, which is right now, We've experienced over last year like 30% growth over last year. And last year was our biggest year ever. Mm-hmm. 
And so what I want to encourage you guys is if you take a bad situation and you plan well, some people won't plan well and you will come out with market, like consolidating your market shares, better relationships, last man standing, higher prices, all the things that you want actually usually come through you handling a bad situation well and other people not handling it as well. Mm-hmm. So it's not all bad. This could be for some of you guys, like the make it or break it time that will actually solidify you in your market. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, so let's talk about some of the things. Um, so um, how can wedding filmmakers prepare for a recession? Uh, we said a few things. Um, what are some of the things that, that you think, Jay? Right I think it's that? four main things. The first thing is um, really, really shoring up your relationships, making sure you have quality contacts that have access to the weddings that you want. Yep. So essentially um, like when the recession happens, weddings are still happening. You're making sure that your contacts are, you're the person your contacts are bringing with them. Yes. And like the people that like, let's imagine they have already booked their vendors and like they've already booked their venue or whatever. And that places that capacity and all that stuff. It's like, okay, would I get invited into that venue that's fully booked for 2023 or would I not? Mm-hmm. Have I ever worked that place or am I only working these places that are not even fully booked? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to get out of those. You need to be working places that are at capacity because they're the ones who have the weddings. Mm-hmm. You need to be working with planners that are at capacity. You need to be working with photographers that are at capacity. They have a lot of opportunities for you. If you're working with other vendors who are struggling, you will be dead. You need to get out of that vendor circle and start working with successful vendors, first and foremost. I think second of all, branding. You need, your branding needs to be, there's going to be a rock fight if the industry retracts and you will, the couples will be taking every little point of your brand versus someone else's and put pitting them up against each other. And, you know, Ray Roman always says it. Are you a top three in your market? I think that's a little low it's like it's not only three people making money in a Mm. region (laughs) so but are you you know considered to be one of the top providers in your market if you're not it's probably probably your work um which we'll get to but probably mostly a lot of it is your branding and your contacts almost more than anything if you're branding your website if there's any part of your brand that you're looking at going if someone stumbles upon this and then they compare me to my biggest comp- competition, I will lose. Mm-hmm. The only thing I'm winning on is price. Or yeah. The only thing I'm winning on is I'm a nice guy or stuff that like requires them committing time with you to figure out. It's like you want that person to right away be like, oh, this looks really good. So branding, I think that's the third, the second one. I think the third one is you better have freaking good work. Like make good work. Like, and if you don't know what good work is, I don't know, come go watch Wedding Film School Live, go to Vision Quest. There's a million ways to determine, like, I don't know, you're an idiot. If you can't figure out what good work is, get good riddance, get out of the industry. I don't mm-hmm. want to, like, I don't want to educate you on what a good film is. Like, but like, if you're looking at your work going, yeah, that guy's better, but whatever, couples, yeah, when you have a freaking industry that literally grew by 30 percent overnight sure you're gonna be raking it in because they're all booked Mm -hmm. when they are not all booked and they can pick between you and the local guy who's actually better and his branding is better and his contacts better and his work is better you're screwed Mm -hmm. so make sure your work stands up 
And then I think the last one is probably your favorite, and this is a big one. Save money. Do not walk out of this year without extra money. Like, you are making the most right now. I know it's very tempting to just take it, but I think you would be foolish. Now, Upgrade your cameras to the newest, latest, greatest, whatever. Yeah. Yes. If you can keep some money, like I typically say you should have three months payroll at least. Some people go farther. I, I don't know about that. But the, the I, Yeah, some guys who are like a year of payroll stored away sitting in the bank. Yeah, I mean, that's not really how we operate. No. We don't need to for no. a lot of reasons. But and our payroll is pretty significant. So yeah. but I would say you better have some extra money getting out of this year. I think you would be crazy not to. Yep. You're right. It is my favorite. Because it's it's I think for a lot of people, um and, and I do think it's good to review, you know, your contacts, your branding, your your you know, make sure that you're market leading, all these things. Um those are all like the, those are the things that most people offensive are offensive maneuvers. Right. Most people that are probably listening to the show are probably pretty good in those areas. But like I said, it's always good to shore those up and just send the email to people like, hey, how's it going? You know, I wanted to give you something for free, whatever. Make sure your branding's tight. Make sure all your stuff is updated, whatever. Definitely save, don't have any fights this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The save money thing um, I like because it's like literally just like preparing for winter. You know, the squirrel putting the acorns Pack in Packing on a little extra weight. Packing so on some weight. Just starve. Uh, you know, and, and it's probably the thing that you have the most direct control over mm -hmm. um, is just being frugal. Um, and, and yeah, the thing that you have control over. I like the things that I control, not the things that are, are forced upon me uh, by other people. I would throw in one extra one, Jared. Um, excuse me. I would throw in one extra one. Yeah. Do market research and understand where you are compared on all these areas. But one extra one, which is price, um, branding, contacts, price. Like, is there a vendor that's working the, when, like, when you don't get called, they get called, mm -hmm. and it's you and that guy competing for the same planner weddings, yeah. and their price is three thousand dollars less than yours? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's, that's going to affect you. You need to know all this stuff because you need to make a plan. Because if you start seeing, like, oh, I'm not getting any inquiries, right? Like that planner I could be saying, like, hey, um, we're going to go with, um, you know, Fred Films instead of George Films yep. because Fred Films is three thousand dollars less, and they're basically just as good. And right. I know your your budget decreased overall because blah blah blah. Yep. You need to know that stuff, and you need to have a plan what you're going to do if you start to see the results of um, my prices are too high, I don't have good – like, what is your plan? Yeah, my hope with this podcast specifically is that hopefully you, as a wedding filmmaker and as a business owner, are getting the jump on the rest of the industry. Yes. Right? You're getting a jump, and you're saying, crap, other people are seeing this too. What are some areas that I need to do to get that edge? And hopefully that edge is – while other other people might be like, I'm increasing my prices every single year. I'm a, I'm gonna increase my price even more. That you might be like, I'm gonna hold off a little bit. We're, I mean, I can tell you because, this because like, you could lose a lot of time and money um, if that if the recession is happening. If people are making these decisions now and you raise your price that much more, you could be the person that's seeing that huge kind of drop off. So not to be super alarmist. I'm just probably being a little bit more conservative on our side, just being like, you know, 
I don't know if I really want to raise prices right now. I don't think we that. should be raising prices right now. Yep. And I think if you're if someone's telling you to raise prices, then they're probably selling you something, you know, because I think why would you tell people to raise prices when even if there's no recession, there's going to be retraction. Right. Which is, you know, this is a great time to bring up the fact that we are selling a uh, no plan. <laughs> I mean, we are actually selling. we are selling we are selling something. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk about that because. Um, I actually think it is helpful, um, and um, otherwise we probably wouldn't be offering it to people. So d- dive into it's kind of what we are offering. It's always helpful to have someone else look at this stuff, yeah. first of all. Yeah. So what we were thinking, how can we actually help people with this? Because we like buzz through this massive fire hose of data, and I understand a lot of you are like, whoa, whoa, wait, what year was that? What, how much is that? Like, that's fine. I We just wanted to put it out there. But if we're actually helping someone, you would have to look at your context. And I was like, man, the tricky part about how do we help people with this is I need to look at their business because it's going to differ so much from person A to person B. And And at the end of the day, like looking at these numbers really helps you make decisions, right? And that's the whole point is like, what's the next step that I need to take to take my business to the next level? And numbers tells your story. Mm -hmm. Like numbers is gonna tell you what to do. If you started your business in 2020, like the relevance of this data is very different than if you started your business in 2010. Right, right. So, and if you live in in Alabama versus LA. Yeah. So, So we wanted to kind of create something where we could get down to that level. So. We do coaching classes, but we were like, let's come up with a 60-minute coaching session designed around evaluating how recession-proof your business is. And we want to look at a couple things like your biggest competitors. And, you know, we want you to kind of take a look at that. And we want to take a look at your demand. What are you doing to create leads? Do you have an ability to create leads besides referrals? Um, all that good stuff. And then we want to evaluate your work, your website, your brand, just kind of everything that we would kind of look at to say, how is your business going to do when there's less demand or maybe more competition for the same demand? And so we said, we're going to create a 60-minute coaching session on our website, weddingfilm.school, click on coaching, and then there's going to be a link in there for uh, recession-proof your business coaching. We're going to do a little discount on our normal $300 90-minute session. We're going to do an hour-long um, two fifty for that session. So if you're like, hey, I need someone to just go through this stuff with me, we'll do a little preliminary like, hey, great to talk, get this data together, and then we're going to schedule a time. Um, because I really want you to show up prepared. If, if we Bring a profit and loss, too. Yeah. Like, how are you doing? Let's look at the data. And I will. Uh, I'm going to do, and Jared will do what we do for our own business with your business and kind of talk about because we don't want you to fail we want you to succeed and and i do think no one should be going out of business that's the hope man nobody should be like there is enough for you to stay in business but if you make certain dumb mistakes like if every person if you take way too long your pricing is way too high for your average bride and you waste eight months of inquiries not booking you can't go back in time and i don't want you to do that i don't those types of unfair forced errors i want you to be quick to make adjustments i think that's what's most important right is not whatever you're doing today that if it's working great don't change things but i do think we're gonna have to be like three month adjustments in our industry for the next 18 months yep yep 
yeah, guys. So hopefully um, this has been a helpful episode. Um, I think, you know, we did a little bit more research on this one because we just had to. Uh, but hopefully you've gotten something out of it. Uh, make sure you're asking questions. If you're on YouTube, uh, question set or the uh, uh, comment section below is for you. Uh, check it out there. Also, our Facebook group uh, is a place where you can ask questions as well. Uh, like Jay said, sign up for that 60-minute consultation evaluating your business and if it is recession-proof as well. Per usual, guys, thanks for checking out the Wedding Film School show, and we'll see you again in a couple weeks. Bye, guys.